0: Welcome to the High Profit Event Show. My name is Rudy Rodriguez, founder of the Virtual Event Sales Team and WeMan Coaching Worldwide. We provide world-class self-support services with integrity. And on this podcast, we interview successful event leaders and service providers that have led or supported profitable events online and off. Each episode will run for about 20 to 30 minutes, so stay tuned. Hi, I'm Rudy Rodriguez, and welcome to the High Profit Event Show. On today's episode, we have a very special guest, Mr. J.B. Crum III. Welcome, JV.
1: Hey, Rudy. I am so happy to be here, and a big hello to everybody. If you're listening to this show, I already know something about you. You don't want to just create events. You want to create events that are profitable and make a big impact.
0: That's right. Absolutely. You, you are on the right show, my friend. And a couple of uh, things I want to highlight about JV. things I appreciate about him, um, one, JV actually was a self-made millionaire. Uh, he was someone that was born uh, with a dream in a small uh, <laughs> town where no he knew no one who was a millionaire. He yeah, knew I was this- looking
1: for that gold spoon and I had a 10 spoon and I'm going, what is going on with this? I'm supposed to have that gold spoon. And at five, I did decide to become a millionaire and I got the four story home, Mercedes and everything at 25.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, you, you went through that journey and, you know, you went on to also become the, the host of the number one ranked conscious millionaire podcast show, which is listened by millions of viewers around the world on a daily basis. And, uh, and recently you went on to uh, uh, start doing virtual events and. and I leading- did. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. And, and you know what, at age five, I had no idea I was going to be doing virtual events, but you know, what was most important about all that journey is that a, uh, at 25, when I got the house, I got all the trappings. I'm most more proud that it only took me three months to realize that wasn't the answer. Because I could have taken years living, living in that millionaire trappings world. And I went, well, this stuff is nice. I don't want to give it back. It's a lot better than what I grew up in. But there's got to be something more. And that put me off on a really a spiritual and conscious journey to find that I had a purpose I wasn't living. And when I started living that, then all of a sudden things really started happening
0: most definitely and I know you've been on a journey for many years and uh, decades of uh, of experience in events you as a student of them I know you attended various events and invested over three hundred thousand dollars in your own education and 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 have taken those experiences now creating your own transformational virtual events JV I would love if you can share with our audience a little bit of your maybe your experience in in going through events and then what led you to uh, wanting to host your uh, your first virtual event
1: yeah you know. I guess it's kind of, uh, now that you bring it up, I didn't realize what had actually happened, but I read a lot of books and then I wrote a book and did it actually took me. And I don't know if you know this, you know, it became the number one book on, on Amazon it was number one in 34 categories simultaneously. And we had 50,000 downloads in three days. And that sounds like a miracle, like the overnight success. But the truth is it was my third launch in six months so, I first launched it and became, I think, number one in two categories. And then I launched it, getting paid number one in another three categories. And I'm going, okay, but I'm still not where I want to be. And I kept digging and figuring out, you know, folks, I would love to tell you that all of a sudden from Tampa, Florida, this guy nobody who didn't live in Tampa had ever heard of became so famous in just six months that I ended up with the number one book on Amazon. But the real truth is that I became so savvy in how to launch a book that in six months, I figured out how to make it number one on all of Amazon's books. It was a marketing event. And that was at the same time I was launching my podcast. And in the second month, I had 150,000 downloads. And then by the end of the first year, I was already having millions of downloads. So I think one of the things that's most important, and I'm in a learning curve right now with my virtual events, and we can talk about that. Is that Sometimes it takes two or three times trying to get the launch right, to get the launch right. But I'm here to tell you, if you can be a little boy from Oklahoma and be a millionaire at 25, if you can end up in just six months with the number one book on Amazon, if you can end up with a with a podcast that has millions of listeners in 190 countries, that marketing is really important to that journey and that you can keep falling down and picking yourself up and you can figure it out. Anybody can figure it out if you're really persistent.
0: That's right. Persistence. Fall off the horse and get back on and keep going.
1: That's, that's exactly right. I had one of my clients I met with today and uh, he said, and it's a client I'm in my second year working with and has been very successful in other things. And he said, it's all about my being. He goes, I figured out that the secret to my new success is being willing to fall down and pick myself back up. Until I get what I want.
0: Mm. Yeah, you know, as, as simple as that is, it, it's uh, important. It's probably more important than anything else. More important than than raw talent. More important than resources is our desire um, to keep going when things don't <laughs> go our way. <laughs> I, I I learned from a mentor. We, that- we
1: don't get the results that we were we were planning on, but you know, the thing is. Oh, I just this is the best reframe, folks. Take this and use it however you want. It's not that you give up the result that you're 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 going to get. You just have to adjust the time frame a little bit. Right. And 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 just look at, oh, I just have a time frame adjustment. I didn't adjust the result I'm going to go get. Just I have a time frame adjustment.
0: That's right. That's right. Yeah, it's not if it's going to happen; it's a matter of when. And and changing your approach. If, if the one approach didn't work, <laughs> off, change the approach, and you just keep changing again, changing again until you figure out what's going to work.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like if you keep asking her out and she says no, stop asking the same way, right? <laughs> Maybe you brought the wrong flowers. Try something else. <laughs>
0: so, so JV, how do you? How do you? Uh, I mean, you're the mindset guy. You you're the conscious millionaire. You know, you're you're you train on mindset work. You've You know, you coach people to scale from six to seven figures and seven figures to eight figures. And most of that work is mindset that you do with people. How do we connect mindset to uh, having success with a virtual event? And maybe you can touch on some of the things that you also learned in your recent experience.
1: Well, it was called mindset to millions. So I kind of had something going for me that I realized, well, this is. Uh, truthfully, if you want to get to a million or 10 million or a hundred million or a billion or a hundred billion, strategy and execution are important. And it's part of what I teach. I just teach that if you start there, you started in the wrong place because it really comes down to, I go back to being that little five-year-old boy who couldn't get a candy bar. And that was the impetus to me saying, well, those millionaires on television look like they could get a candy bar. I'll just become a millionaire, you know? So it's the, up-leveling of your identity is so critical that you have to shift your identity. You know, I'm not going to give you all of this. You ought to come to Mindset to Millions. But we did an exercise that uh, shocked everybody. And I think it was one of those things that set the stage uh, for the next part of the uh, program is that I had them do an exercise about becoming a billionaire. And I don't honestly think anybody who came to Mindset to Millions was thinking about becoming a billionaire. You know, it wasn't like their secret desire. They'd never told anybody. And yet I I absolutely want to uh, believe and do believe that someone who hears my messages will become a billionaire, you know. And I play the billionaire game as well. In fact, I have a you know different groups I'm in and I have some high uh, expectations. Like I want to sell my company for a hundred million in 10 years. And I'm very open about that because I can't tell you how many people have contacted me because they want to be part of that journey. Right. And I go, well, yeah, sure. You've got to go out there and declare it. So I had people declare how they could become a billionaire. And all of a sudden, when you're thinking about becoming a billionaire, the mindset of that, the mindset of becoming making your first million or your next million seems simple, which is the point is that sometimes we expand out to things that, oh my gosh, how, how would I be the first person to get to Mars and I'll just go in my own rocket? Well, when you start pondering questions of that scale, then the things that you're planning on that seem big scale just yesterday, all of a sudden seem accomplishable. And when they're accomplishable in your mind, they're accomplishable outside of you and you can actually have them happen because you can create them because you can see the possibility which is another part of the mindset is that you have to have a a shift in identity, but also a shift in what you think is possible for you.
0: Yeah, I love how you say that. People go in and and they start making the shift of thinking like a billionaire. And all of a sudden, when you think like a billionaire, um, thinking about how you're making your next million, it seems like a very simple task.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And, and a lot of people experienced that. And I was doing a, a training today and we did the entire training on becoming a billionaire and I'm watching people's faces light up because these are people, you know, from the mindset of millions that have bought an 18 month training. And it's was fun because I'm watching them literally begin to believe that they could be the one who became a billionaire. And then when we stepped it down to now, let's talk about you being a millionaire. It was like, oh, now I see how to get there. And these were people that did not see how to get there a week ago, right? So if you can see how to get there, you can get there because now you can believe. And that that belief is one part of it, but the identity of saying, who do I need to become to make my first million or my 10th million? And all of a sudden the lights start going off. Oh, I need to ask more people. I mean, sometimes it's that simple of a shift. But until the shift comes, you don't go ask more people. You don't ask for the sale.
0: Yeah, I love that question, JV. Who do I need to become so that I make my first million or first 10 million, right? And like, who do you need to become as a human being? And then everything coming from that, that, that's a a million-dollar question right there. Who do I need to become?
1: Yeah. And then I took the need... Is you know, people go, oh, I need to do that. And I go, okay, well, now let's replace that with must and commitment. Because when I work with my clients, my private clients start at about 50,000. The reason I tell you that is that most people go, well, what kind of goals do they have? And I go, they don't have any goals because I don't let them have goals. I only let them have results they're committed to achieving. And that's why they get there. If I let them have goals, if you think about it, just last year, the last 12 months, most people do not get to even a fourth of the goals they set because all day long, they're setting goals. And by the end of the day, they've already violated probably 10 of them. But commitments, think about losing weight, right? Oh, I want to lose 10 or 20 or 40 or whatever it is, right? Usually if you check back a year later, they're about the same place they were. But if they're committed to it, usually when you check back, they achieved it. And that's mindset right there. So I think the mindset of having a successful event was um, for me, and I think we accomplished this in spades, is that I wanted people to have an amazing experience that transformed them. And I probably iterated the content four or five full times. And as a result, I have content that's pretty good for the next one. I mean, I'll make some shifts, but it's pretty much there, 80 90% there. I think that your mindset as a virtual event provider is a lot of people's only mindset. And we were obviously focused on that as well. How do we get sales, right? Because part of business is you've got to have revenue so you can grow the business and impact more people and put some of the revenue, it called profits in your pocket and and support your life. But I think too many people only focus on what's going to be the numbers and how do I convert them? And when do I say what? All of that's critical. But if you didn't actually change them, there isn't going to be any real word of mouth. And I think most of the people who came are going to tell somebody for the next one, that they will help us in that regard. And, but more than the word of mouth, they changed. They transformed. So you have to get clear uh, about what your own mindset is, your own outcome. But I had a mindset of transformation. I think I accomplished that. We, um, we had a, lear- a lot of learning. I found, um, I would say the biggest thing I learned, because you and I were talking about this before, was that I actually had a very large number uh, of, uh, I mean, r- certainly for a first event, of um, joint venture partners, affiliate partners who signed up. But I didn't have what I would have expected to have of conversions for people buying the event from that. And the number one thing that I've learned and and has happened just in the week since the event is that I didn't have my avatar as finely tuned as it needed to be. If I were going to give anybody advice from what I just learned, I'd say, be really 100% fine-tuned on your avatar as detailed as possible. And while I would say that I had done a good job of that, I had done a poor job of Vetting who the affiliate's avatar was. And so there was a mismatch. And so I had a lot of people show up for the webinar that sold into this that weren't in any way a match for what I was selling. And that was a very big learning curve for me is that if you're going to use affiliates, you've got to also spend time really vetting them for a match for your avatar, or you're just going to have them sending out emails and people coming to a webinar, but that they're, they're not the right people for your event.
0: JV, that's a major point. I've heard that as a theme on the show uh, for many people is um, getting clear on who you're speaking to as well as um, niching down, right? Getting clear and specific as to um, what specific problems that you're solving for who you're solving them for. and. And when we step over, when we go over that step, it causes a ripple effect of other challenges down down the road, which I think uh, we learn from.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. And and so you know, one of the things that you know, it's going to be another. I just call these things experiments because it makes it less stressful. It's like we're experimenting. Some variables are going to work, some aren't going to work. It's like I was pre med. I'm like in the chemistry lab again. You know, I'll titrate a little bit of this. Well, I don't know. That didn't quite get the formula I was looking for. Is uh, I'm going to explore, okay, so let's do 50% from joint venture partnerships, from affiliates, but one, let's go back and look at whose groups bought and who has the kind of avatar that we have now, because now we're much more, just in a week, much more fine-tuned. And then look at other ways, including Facebook ads. So there's going to be some of that because now we know so much more clearly who we want. We can have an ad that's very specific in terms of its population that it's going after. But also looking at other ways that I can fill the next event, including maybe I'll do a five-day challenge. You know, I'm, I'm looking at a lot of options and realizing I need to have multiple ways. I only had one way, and that was affiliate to webinar but I need to have multiple ways and some of them need to be just direct paid. But here's the the fun thing, you know, without trying to go through all of our numbers, what I can tell you is that I now know what the average click made in terms of sales to the event. And then we can analyze sales at the event. So we can go, Oh, well, this is what we're really getting back per click now. And I wasn't in that position. I don't think it was a mistake not to do Facebook the first time because I looked at it and I said it's blind. We have no idea what we're looking at. But now we have numbers. and we can go, okay, so now we know we have this kind of conversion. What can we spend to get that conversion and then compare it to what we actually are paying out? Because in my case, I paid out 60% because I wanted people to be attracted. I don't I think that was a good decision. But when you're paying out 60% of a $500 to thousand ticket, All of a sudden, you've got money to pay for for some ads that are going to send the right people and it's going to cost you a lot, lot less uh, to get that person at the webinar and close them to come to the event because you got the right person on the webinar. So that was a big learning experience as well.
0: Yeah, we call it the uh, the, the per head average is kind of the technology and basically the value to the business for everybody that attends your event. And you can reverse engineer that and figure out your your marketing plan.
1: Um, Right, and before we didn't have any numbers to reverse engineer. Now we do, and I'm a numbers guy. I'm trained as a tax attorney, so I'm going, okay, let's dig into the numbers. Let's find the cost of acquisition and we'll be very clear about that in a couple of weeks. And then let's look at what are the ways that we can actually spend much less per cost of acquisition because we know who we're looking for. And and I couldn't have done that on the first of it because I didn't have any numbers to go by. I was running blind
0: yeah what I'm hearing here is just the importance of of capturing the numbers, studying the numbers and knowing right. the numbers uh and making decisions based off of numbers versus uh just going from the gut, and even being a little maybe conservative uh, on the ad spend until we have some some numbers so you're not just making blind marketing. yeah, no,
1: no, we're not talking I'm gonna go a whole five dollars a day. no no, no no, Rudy. We'll spend like a dollar fifty a day, folks. this is a joke in case you don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I agree that now and, and I intentionally and I'm, I, you know I want you to think through this, because if you're listening, you're either doing virtual events or you want to do them. And I want you to learn as much as you can from what I learned the first time. So the second time we're doing the same event, but we're waiting four months intentionally so we get to play with more marketing ideas. And see what works and get started on it earlier, because now we know what we already have a webinar. we can tweak that we can do a second version of it. But the real issue is to to play with different marketing approaches and find out what works, what starts producing results.
0: most definitely, yeah. and um, so so JV, again, coming back to that, you're the mindset guy, and you made a point of like, hey, more important than than the sales and the numbers, we need to make sure that people had a transformation, that they right. had a positive experience, because then they were going to go tell other people, create that word of mouth. Uh, I'd be curious if you wouldn't mind sharing just a little, maybe peek behind the curtain, maybe some of the things that you actually facilitated for your attendees, so that, such that they had that identity shift and they actually sure, left sure. there like I'm a different, I'm a different man, I'm a different woman, and and I'm ready to take the next step in my journey.
1: So I organized everything and, uh, and immediately, I want to say it works so well. The content works so well that it only took me a couple of, what, five days after the event. And I've already decided to write a book based on the content to have out within six months uh, called Conscious Millionaire, Your Seven Money Mindset. So in organizing the material, about a month before Mindset to Millions. We already had people sold into it. We already had the the title. I was still working on the material and I was having some trouble with the webinar closing. So I hired someone, you know, to look at the webinar and help me completely redo it. In that set of dialogues, you know, he said, oh, part of your problem is that you're... What you're selling will happen at the event is too fuzzy. It's not clear in terms of results. It sounds like too much work. And I started playing around with that. And I, I, it was through our conversation. I can't even tell you who said what. But through a period of a couple of weeks of conversations, I went, oh, well, this is a mindset, and this is a mindset, and this is a mindset. And before I got through, I had seven mon- money mindsets. And I said, oh, that makes total sense to organize. So it wasn't that I changed. And this is a learning lesson too. It wasn't that I changed what I was going to teach. I changed how I framed it. And people latched onto that seven money mindsets like crazy. right? And when we organized the whole three days so that The first day we're talking about three of them, and then we're giving them an identity exercise. And then we're coming back and talking about identity and circling back to one of them we talked about the first day and weaving them together. And out of those mindsets, one of them is the thing that I most enjoy training. And if I could only train someone in one thing, it would be in flow. Because I I have studied flow for 35 years and I've honed a a formula that I've taught so many people. It's fail-proof. If somebody uses this formula, they'll be in flow. And all of a sudden, synchronicity and results start showing up, and clients start showing up, and money opportunities start showing up. And it happens to everyone, not just some people. And that became kind of, you, you listen to the feedback, and I'm doing testimonials. I'm recording those right now. That became the hero of the whole three days. People went crazy about flow. And I went, Oh, so there is also something about this flow mindset, which happily is connecting with people. And in, you know, last night I did a a bonus training on flow because so many people were enamored by flow. And in doing the testimonials, people are going, oh, now I'm living in the flow and I didn't know how to do it before. It just happens sometimes. So also listening to the feedback that comes out of an event in terms of what people wanted. And, you know, I'm asking him several questions and I'll I'll give you uh, three of the questions because you're welcome to use them. And the first one came from you, Rudy. Uh, What was most valuable? And that's become our testimonial, you know, 30 to 60 seconds. But then I ask him, what would you like more of? And the only thing so far has been flow. And what didn't we cover that you would have liked to have covered? And so far that's been zero. It would, like their expectations were more than met. They can't even think of anything they'd like. And then, so then I asked a fourth question, which is giving us some interesting material. What would you like to see the topic of another three-day, you know, imagining, okay, you had, we had a healthy percentage who chose to move forward, but we want to get those other people back to have another experience, not just mindset to millions again, but maybe there's a two-day topic I do. And then those people will, will want to start taking the journey. And I think if you look at, this is how I'm looking at it, that the first virtual event, I made a decision last year, I wanted to shift my business model. And the reason I wanted to shift things about my business model so I could play bigger and impact more people, you know, as I said, oh, if I'm going to get to this level, this looks like a good model for doing it, right? So let's do events put people into, um, you know, long-term trainings. But if you look at it from the mindset of what's this all about, to me, it's about a journey that people are opting into. They're starting it. And so I treat all the people who came to the first one as they started a journey. Now, my job is to give them opportunities to continue that journey in a way that's right for them. And also that means some of them need two or three exposures before they want to take a longer term journey. But if you look at it as journey, I think that takes away the negative aspect some people think of about selling. It's like, no, you're, you're inviting people into a journey and this is what it costs to produce that journey. And I got to have some profit left over from producing it, but you're selling people into a journey not a product. I think that's a big difference in terms of your mindset of what, what you're actually accomplishing here.
0: That's a big point, JV. I, I want to highlight that, the, the fact that you're not selling a product. You're not, people don't buy a coaching program. Right. They're buying yeah. a perceived result they think that coaching program or mastermind is going to give them. And they have to be able to identify with that journey um, that's going to get in their life. They have to believe like, okay, that, that journey can work for me and I can do that. Right. And, and I believe that JV can be my guide. right? But yeah. Um,
1: well, yeah, no, that's a very critical part because if you come away, come away and you go, oh, you know, we did numbers. You all did a lot of number testing and people, whereas we were practically at 10 that they wanted me to be their guide. So then it was, are they ready to start the journey or not? And I have to say, you know, and, and you didn't ask me to say this, Rudy. So this is purely off the cuff. But, you know, I worked with you all as a sales team. And uh, one of the things that was very important, you know, I vetted four different sales teams, not saying bad things about the others, but the thing that was so important to me was that we had a similarity of values about ethics, that this was about creating opportunities for people, not twisting people's arms. And because I sat into so many of the sales consultations with people, that's exactly what was going on. And I think everybody who's chosen to move forward is going to be thrilled 12 months from now that they did because they made a decision that was authentic and they're not going to regret it. And that's, that's a critical piece of this whole, just on a pure mechanical part of you got to have marketing. In my case, it's got to be conscious. It's got to be about how do you impact the world and get rich doing it? Because that's what Conscious Millionaire really at its heart is about. But you all really had a lot of integrity and you've done so many things right that, you know, it was a combination of bonding with people and them having a good experience at the event, but them, then having a good experience with you all that I think that the two put together is, is why we have actually, for the number of people that we had, we've had very good results.
0: I appreciate that compliment, JV, the unsolicited. <laughs> compliment. It was
1: unsolicited. It's important for you all to know that.
0: Yeah, yeah. no, the, the mindset, because we're on the topic of mindset that we have is uh, enrolled not sold, right? Enrolled for their reasons. If we get to the, a conversation and we ask them, in your opinion, how do you believe, how do you feel that you're going to benefit over the next several months if you were to participate in this program? And if they can articulate a clear reason with conviction, then we've done our job. If they can't, we've done them a disservice and we haven't properly enrolled them for their reasons. And uh, it's really important uh, because from a practical perspective, not only are you going to have a more enthusiastic participant, but you're also going to have a lot less likely uh, issues with chargebacks and refunds and missed expectations and all these, you know, things that can be a pain in the butt sometimes when people try to squeeze the, uh, I say the, the, the round thing into the square thing. Right.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, I, I talk about the difference between flow and taking out a hammer and just pounding that, that round peg until it doesn't have a choice, but to you know, just totally be all messed up. And now it's partly inside and that's a mess. And that's a mess. And it was interesting. And today we were doing an initial meeting and, um, and I asked people, well, after we went through a fairly lengthy exercise, about 75 minutes, I said, you know, well, tell me some things that you need in order to be the billionaire, and then in order to be a millionaire. And several people brought up, oh, I've got to negotiate better. And I went, the light went off and went, well, I'm going to be a fabulous negotiator. I'm <laughs> not only am I an attorney, but at 23, I was negotiating multi-million dollar contracts with billion dollar companies. And as I told them, those attorneys on the other side were just sharks. They were, there was no other word. And I had to learn how to deal with them. So I said to you, uh, each month, we're going to have a Three meetings, but we're going to have a topic meeting. I said, "Do you all want me to just teach you all how to be great negotiators?" And everybody's going, "Yes, yes." And I said, "Okay, so we'll do a topic on negotiating." And, and I said, "And you see, to become a conscious business, you still have to know how to do business. You know, you may want to change the world, but if you don't know how to negotiate, you're going to have a hard time doing that, right?" So I, I think that that is part of listening. So even though they're already sold, they already paid their money. I'm, upping their expectation by saying, oh, I happen to be, that's that's one of my strong points. I'll just teach you how to negotiate. That's, I have a whole formula. I'll just teach you the formula and then you can go out and negotiate, right? I I think to always be adding value has got to be the focus of everything you're doing at the event, after after the event, preparing for the next event. And and again, having that, that mindset that what's happening here is a journey and people, you need to continually invite them to come take the journey of their lifetime. Come take their journey of building their business, whatever it is that you happen to do at your virtual events, but take the journey and get there in a way that's going to transform them into the person that the truth is they've been sitting around for years wanting and dreaming to become.
0: Amen. I I love that, JV. And you know, as we wrap up here in the last couple of minutes, um, I'd love to just ask you briefly, what's the best way listeners can reach you? What's the number one way?
1: Yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll give away something. How's that? Uh, ConsciousMillionaire.com forward slash make money. Uh, you know, I do hypnotic audios. This is a hypnotic audio. It's about six minutes long. I suggest you listen to it twice a day for 30 days. Uh, you will be enchanted to do that, by the way. And because it's called um, Born to Make Millions. Born to make millions. So it's make make money, but born to make millions. Or you can just go to the website. Uh, and um, you know I know the kind of people you're going to attract. So here's my cell. If you want to have a conversation about your business? Uh, text me and we'll go from there. It's 303-641-0401. That's 303 303- Six four one zero four zero one, and like you, Rudy, because I've texted you at certain times, and it says, "Oh, turned off." My phone automatically turns off at nine and doesn't wake up again till six. So you just text me any old time; I won't get it during the night. I'll just sleep through, and I'll see it tomorrow morning.
0: Jibby, it's so generous of you. Thanks for being so open with connecting with our listeners, um, and just being a resource to the marketplace uh, on mindset uh, and sharing your, continuing to share your expertise. Uh, we'll look forward to uh, playing together on the next, uh, virtual event. And, uh, with that being said, uh, for our listeners who are, are tuning in, if you found value from today's episode, be sure to share this episode, uh, with someone that you think will benefit from it, share it on social media, uh, and be sure to subscribe to this uh, podcast. If you haven't already subscribed, thank you again, JV, for being a wonderful guest today. Really appreciate you, sir. And uh, may
1: may I make one final suggestion, please, you know, when you're sharing this, you know, I I think about who are those million closest friends that you want to share it with. And when you start thinking that big and you start sharing it this, that big, imagine how many new connections you'll actually be making with that million. So have a big outcome.
0: Love it. That's my takeaway from today's episode. Have a big outcome. Think like a billionaire. (laughs) Thank Thank you, you, JB. Appreciate you, sir. Thank you for listening to the High Profit Event Show. If you are a seminar leader or thought leader or event service provider who has led or supported profitable, successful events to over a hundred people, and you've been effective at enrollment into your high-end coaching, education, mastermind type programs, we're looking for guests. Love to have you on the show. You can go to our website, virtualventsalesteam.com click on the podcast tab and submit an application to be on our show. Also, if you found the show to be valuable, share it with someone. Who you think might benefit from it. Take a moment, please leave a review, and also subscribe if you haven't already. And lastly, if you have an upcoming uh, event, whether it be virtual or in person, and you'd like to have a conversation about how to fill your coaching, education, mastermind programs fast using events, you're welcome to book a complimentary 15-minute uh, consult with either myself or a member of my team on our website virtualeventsalesteam.com. Again, this is Rudy Rodriguez and congratulations on investing the time to listen to this episode. I hope it's been valuable. Have a great day.